2: Live
3: from New York, it's PLT.
1: Welcome to Poor Little Thing, the podcast, also known as PLT, the podcast where we share and discuss stories involving life's poor little things. Like that time your dentist asked you how often you floss and you said every day, However, after they were done flossing you, the entire room appeared to be covered in blood, much like the scene from the popular 70s horror film, Carrie. Oh, honey, you're a poor little thing. And no, you do not floss every day. No. Hi, everyone. My name is Amy Good Murphy. And with me, as always, is Ryan. Why is this always so hard for me? <laughs> Ryan Steele. Ryan Steele. I'm giving I'll up. I'll take
3: it. Um, I, I never used to floss, like yeah. for years and years. And for about, I want to say the last, like, Eight years, I floss
1: obsessively. I know. Yeah. You're always flossing <laughs> and you will floss anywhere and flick it as you please. It flicks anywhere. It doesn't matter.
3: I try to flick it in my mouth and then, I, and then it's like a little snack, like an hour Ew. after dinner.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. Flossing is as a, uh, uh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. um That's gross. <laughs> You're gross. No,
3: but I, I just, I don't know why. I, like I, if I don't, if I forget to bring my floss to score when I bartend there, yeah. I, I I go, it's, I have a bit of a conniption.
1: Do you have a little floss hoster, like a little like hoster? That <laughs> I you <put> should. In <laughs> in your belt.
3: I buy my floss though from Costco. So I always have like six little floss thing. What do you call that? A floss cartridge? Yeah. I always have six flosses on the go. Let's yeah. just say that. I got one by my bed. <laughs> I got one in like where I eat my dinner. I got one by the door. So if I'm going to go out, I know to bring it. Uh, I got one in my backpack. I got one in my washroom. Yeah. Got it everywhere. Is it
1: because you don't like, um, Like, what is it? Is it a cleanly thing? Is it annoying thing? Do you often get stuck? It hurts.
3: What hurts? Like food in my if I get stuck in certain little crevices it like will give me a headache
1: what Mm -hmm. food stuck in your teeth gives you a
3: headache the reason i started flossing so much because yeah around eight years ago i kept getting headaches and i didn't know why and then i figured it was because there was like chicken stuck in this little like huge hole in my mouth that i just didn't get out and it was there forever and ever and ever and then (gasps) i got it out and i was like
1: oh oh my god so
3: i will start to get a headache like while i'm eating and i'm like oh i gotta get that i
1: gotta get that that's interesting hey we're all different we all are I had a friend who had her wisdom teeth out and there was like a hole in there as it's healing and they were like just don't get any food in it Mm -hmm. and she was like oh yeah it was clear and then as it healed Guess what? What food got in there. Oh no. And it healed over. No. And she was like, oh, something's wrong. And that and her breath was terrible. And she's like, I wait, bet, this, yeah. this is new. And then they were like, oh my God, we have to like rip it open and get that piece of food Ew. that grew over poor thing.
3: Um, a second ago you said we're all different. Yeah. And I, it reminded me when I was born, I was born with pubic hair. What? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I thought of that right then. I never told you that. But when I was born, I came out, you know, my you little, full little bush? everything. I had a full bush.
1: Your little everything. Yeah. That's what you used to call it, my little everything. My
3: little everything. Still call it that.
1: Oh my God. What yeah. color was Go it? Go
3: suck my little everything. Hey, hey.
1: You say that to people? Yeah. Go suck my little hey, everything. why don't you
3: get down on your knees and suck my little everything?
1: No. I'm not. <laughs> That's I don't that, like that. That sounds
3: funny to say.
1: Listen, what color was it?
3: What? What my, color? My was it? care? Yeah. It was jet black.
1: Jet black? Yeah,
3: which is crazy too, because I was like, I had like white hair and like I was so blonde growing up and eventually turned into this like ashy brown gray that I have now, but hey, yeah, not a lot of gray right now because she dyed her whole head the other day.
1: Interesting. <laughs> when are you going to let it go?
3: I know one day. You think? Maybe like in my 60s. You think? Yeah. Do
1: you dye your eyebrows? No. Wow. Mm-mm. I feel like they're that's next. Oh, my eyebrows
3: are starting to grow out of control. All these things about aging. I have to cut them like every like four days. You
1: know what's happening to me? The opposite. What? I like I if I don't fill in my eyebrows. They're barely there. Oh, God. It's terrifying for me. Yeah. And Jenny is such a liar that I'm like, she's like, we're running late. We have to go. I'm like, my eyebrows, I have to put my eyebrows Mm -hmm. on. She's like, you look fine, babe. I'm like, you're a fucking liar. Yeah, she's
3: just saying that because she wants to leave. Exactly,
1: because she wants to leave. Ugh,
3: fucking Jenny. So what's going on? What's new?
1: Okay, well, um, we just finished the latest season of Stranger Things. Oh, I hear good things. Okay, here's something. It's not a spoiler alert. Don't turn your ears off if you haven't seen mm-hmm. it. But a little warning okay. would have been nice. Mm-hmm. It's a scary show. It's a jumpy show, I would say. It's mm-hmm. kind of my style. No paranormal act. Well, a little bit of paranormal. I mean, I've
3: only ever seen the first season.
1: Listen, it's kind of scary, but mm-hmm. it's like doable. This last season... Something happened to the writer, creator, director, guys, because it is so fucking um, brutal. Like it is like brutal deaths and scary. And like there's children sometimes everywhere and they're like fucking you. They close up and live on their faces that have just been like mutilated and smashed open. Everything is like opt upped
3: yeah. well season four baby
1: oh my god they were like we got to come out with this is the one thing we're gonna do that's Mm -hmm. like a bang and every time they show it which is every three seconds i'm always like oh my god oh my god (laughs) oh my god it's very brutal Wow. But you're not watching it. No,
3: but I, I heard they do a Nightmare on Elm Street homage on one episode. There's like a Nancy character and the guy, he dies, but because there's a famous scene in Nightmare on Elm Street one where he dies and Freddie's killing him, but you don't see Freddie. So you just see him like crawling up the wall and across the ceiling and then Freddie kills him.
1: Look, there's all sorts of weird shit in this one. Okay. And it's scary as I'm telling you, stay away.
3: Yeah, I don't think I can. I think I want to get invested now, but I probably have to watch season two and three first, right? Yes,
1: you should. It's worth it.
3: Okay, well, I'm going to get myself a bag of cocaine tonight and I'm not going to bed this weekend.
1: Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Well, That's the only way I'm going to be able to binge and catch up. Well, what happened if you were on cocaine and you watched something as scary, like something scary? I don't know because I don't really do cocaine. I don't really do cocaine. <laughs> Fuck, we should start doing coke. Yeah, let's
3: start doing coke okay. for the pod. Let's
1: do coke. Let's do. Let's have a coke episode. Yeah. If you
3: guys want us to do a cocaine episode, yeah. please DM us at Ryan and Amy Show on Instagram. Yeah. Let us know
1: and let us know and send us a bump. Where do we get it?
3: Yeah, I don't even know. Hey, happy pride! Happy pride! <laughs> happy pride! Pride, you guys. <laughs> for Patreon users, you can see that we have pride wristbands. Oh my god, look
1: how thick your forearms are. You fucking haughty? Look whoa, at this.
3: Whoa! Oh my god,
1: feel mine. Feel mine.
3: Oh, yeah, that's nice.
1: Thanks. <laughs> okay, uh, anyways, I
3: have some embarrassing to say. Oh
1: God, what?
3: Okay, well, so you know the expression "stan"? Yeah, like I stan you, or like oh, I'm a big stan, which is like a mega fan, right? right? Right. I didn't know where it came from. Yeah. Do you know where it comes from? No actually no it comes from the like early 2000s Eminem song stan i hate myself where he has that super fan right that, like b- basically stalker though so like hold on you're a stan, i never
1: put that together no
3: i didn't either till yesterday
1: We shouldn't be admitting it. I Googled
3: it today and that's where it originates from. It's from that song because he was a psychic. So he loved Eminem so much and his name was Stan. So if you love something so much, you're Stan. You're Stan. Yeah.
1: I need to know how we can stop aging. (laughs) (laughs) I need to know how we keep up with what's happening because you and I are always like, well, especially me, but like a little too late. Yeah, I know. Like we were talking about Twitch earlier. And um, I swear it was like three. How long has Twitch been around for? I have no idea. I, what the fuck is Twitch? Yeah. And I remember someone being like Twitch, Twitch. And I was like, what the fuck is Twitch? And what?
3: People pay to watch people play video games. Yeah. Like
1: what? Okay. But listen, I kind of get it because I used to watch my brother play video games and I loved it.
3: Really? Yeah. I was allowed
1: to watch from far away behind the couch. Yeah. But don't say anything. No. I wasn't allowed to say anything. Oh my
3: God. Anyways. Uh. Hey,
1: I got to tell you something. Okay. Go ahead. Speaking of being really cool and like aging backwards, like mm-hmm. Benjamin Button. Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever buy anything off of eBay? Ooh. Like, were you like an eBay like looker? Oh,
3: no, I, I must have, but I mean, nothing comes to mind.
1: Do people still buy and sell off of eBay? Probably. Remember, when it was like hot, hot, hot. Yeah, like yeah, eBay yeah. was. eBay
3: like, was before Amazon, right? You, oh, I guess.
1: Yeah. So you know what? I used to buy on eBay all the time, and it what? was like they were so cheap and such pieces of shit that I. But they, I thought they were fucking. Every weekend, I had a new pair of shades. I'd buy like (gasps) Dolce and Gabbana knockoff, like huge sunglasses that, Mm -hmm. like, they were so cheap that the arms didn't even fold. There was no hinges; they just like (gasps) were straight back. Oh wow! You know what I mean? They stay on your ears. Yeah, they would stay on my face. But then, if you ever wanted to like take them off and put them in your pocket, you couldn't because they were just this big open (laughs) fucking thing. But they had bejeweled D and G on the on the arms. Yeah. And um, yeah. I looked pretty fucking sweet. <laughs> I used to have like weird obsessions and I I guess, well, I'm trying to think if I have, I definitely am like an obsessive person, but I used to have really like weird shopping obsessions. Mm-hmm. So like Ed Hardy yeah. was like a big obsession for me. Okay. And I would like try and anywhere I went on a trip, I used to like travel a lot with my brother cause he works for the airline. And so he would take me for very cheap, which was lovely to all these you know different places. And I would go, and I would find at Hardy there at Hardy and get the latest t-shirt. Whoa. How embarrassing. And I used to go and be obsessed with Shoppers Drug Mart watches. Cause they were cheap and cool.
3: <laughs> they were okay, they were cheap.
1: But- okay, fine. They were never cool. <laughs> yeah. But I used to be so proud of it. And 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 never was I like, oh, look at this new expensive. I was always like, guess how much this was? Yeah. $13. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Anyways, check out the watches at Shoppers. Oh, well,
3: well, this is okay. Hold you, though. This is like early twenties. Yes. Yeah. So the thing, everyone has your weird style in your early twenties. I used to love these Velcro white shoes that I would get from um, Army and Navy, and I was allergic to them. They like would rip my feet to shreds, <laughs> but I would still buy them because they were like ten dollars, and I thought they were so cool that I was in my early twenties and I was wearing Velcro, and then I always used to love these like vintage shirts from Valley Village that said Super Dad because I'm 22. I'm not a dad or oh a Super Dad. God. Oh my so god. So in your early twenties, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. I had blue highlights once too. Like what the <sighs> fuck, man that's hot maybe
1: oh my god I always wanted blue hair so bad growing up just
3: off my front there was like little blue tips oh my god and then when I worked at this bar once because blue steel was all the thing from that movie and my last yeah. name steel yeah. so this bartender there was like so do you like to be called blue like he thought my. that's what I went by and I was yeah. like no you can call me Ryan blue yeah faggot yeah <laughs>
1: Don't call him that.
3: sorry. Oh Um, my God. Okay, so I've known this forever, but I've never really brought it up in the pod. And let me know if this is like all people with penises thing. So when I get tired, which is a lot because I don't sleep enough, um, I notice that I always kind of get hard. Mm -hmm. Like I'll get like a boner. If I'm like on a bus or something and I'm super tired, I get a boner. And I don't know why. And I think I figured out. The reason why is because I'm so tired and all the blood has rushed out of my head and, and down, 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 down into my penis. And then my penis goes up, 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 up. And don't kid yourself. Your penis goes. I want to know if that's a scientific thing that like if you're tired, the blood rushes out of your head into your penis.
1: Well, let's Google it. Please hold for Googling. <laughs> It's most likely normal when you're sleepy or asleep, the blood in your body tends to even distribute around your body.
3: (gasps) I was right. Oh my God. Wow. I should be a doctor.
1: You are a doctor.
3: Dr. Steele. Oh,
1: Dr. Steele. Paging
3: Dr. Steele. Paging
1: Dr. Steele. Please
3: fuck the guy in yeah. Office 5. Mm. Office.
1: Office 5. <laughs> that
3: doesn't make any sense. <laughs>
1: That's fun. Yeah. Here's
3: the thing about diarrhea. And <laughs> uh, no, we're, not, we're not trying to be gross. We're not going to get, you know, we're not going to talk about the actual, you know, diarrhea. But like, I sometimes think about this, and I think I've talked to you about it before. We all get it. And just sometimes to think that like, Jennifer Lopez is in the washroom. <laughs> With diarrhea, yeah. There's something about that that just makes me kind of giggle. Yeah, because she's so beautiful and put together, and she's such a fucking diva. But even she goes in the washroom and just like you know paints her bowl.
1: Ew, paints her bowl. <laughs> yeah,
3: and, and and like uh Kendall Jenner. Ken, Kendall Jenner. She gets diarrhea.
1: Right. Isn't that
3: crazy to think? Like yeah. I just think that these people are like, oh no, that would you know like, you know Kim Kardashian.
1: She gets diarrhea. She paints her bowl. She paints her bowl. And sometimes I just
3: have to think about that and go, ah, that's fucked.
1: Paints her bowl. I can't get over that. (laughs) You never heard that? A little paint here. A little paint over here.
3: Oh, they have to like Um, clean the toilet after. Yeah. And like, okay. Also, I like to think about this too. Like Kim Kardashian will come out of the washroom and go, don't go in there. (laughs) I don't. I don't think they show that on Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I don't really watch it, but I don't, I don't think know. that ever comes up.
1: I don't think so. Their, their
3: toilet visits. No, no. We're going to keep that, keep yeah. that one uh, sweet and short, but yeah. just uh, short and sweet. Just, just you know, yeah. We're going to keep that one short and sweet. <laughs> oh. Another time,
1: Amy corrects Ryan. Great. <laughs>
3: well, okay, so I'm going to go again because I'm on a high now. But after diarrhea, yeah. So you know, I still have cable, yeah, and I, I have some of my shows. Drag. Hey, uh, it costs an arm and a leg. Anyway, so sometimes- Another brag. A lot of times, a lot of times, I'll just um, have the TV on for ambiance. Like it'll be on mute. And then, you know, if I'm eating, I'll put it on and I'll watch this or that. I love that most shows now, and some have been for a while, but most shows now all have studio audiences again. It just ads. Remember for like a year, a year, maybe a year and a half there, it was all just like TV screens, even wrestling. Wrestling would have a wrestling, like WWE. I would have matches and like they're Monday Night Raw or whatever. And then just like thousands of televisions all around the <laughs> ring with people watching from home. I really wanted to do one once where I was going to like green screen myself on there and then just keep jerking off in the audience. But then we never did it. You still can. Still can. Um, but yeah. Anyway, I, and then I was starting to think like, have you ever been in the audience of a, a TV show?
1: I've been to a little-known show called the Ellen DeGeneres Show.
3: Oh, okay, then now you're bragging.
1: Well, I went because my brother took my mom and I to Los Angeles. Oh wow! And he's like, "We're going to Ellen," and we stood in the lineup, and actually I have a fun little story about that. Okay, we're standing in the lineup, and um, it was a big, long zigzag lineup, and this guy came out, one of the, like the producers, mm-hmm. and was like, "Hey, um, does anybody want to volunteer to be hypnotized?" And we were like, Matt and I were like, we were with our mom, we were like do you want to do it? She was like, no. And we were like, let's ditch this bitch. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do it. Mm -hmm. And then anyways, we got picked. There was like a bunch of people and they picked both of us. And so they took us backstage. We're like later, mom, that's so horrible. Really, She was like, all right, you guys have fun. Mm -hmm. I'll wait in here in this lineup by myself on my feet.
3: Oh, cutie. Little cutie. On my feet.
1: On my feet. (laughs) She wasn't
3: wasn't levitating that day.
1: (laughs) She wasn't levitating that day. You know, she likes to levitate. Yeah, So anyways, we went backstage and um, they took us in this room with um backstage at ellen and the, and the hypnotizer came and it was like okay we're gonna see who who can get hypnotized mm-hmm. well fuck matt and i like please get hypnotized please, please get hypnotized please. i want to be on the show yeah. and so he like took everybody through the thing and we were like we totally lied we were like pretending that we were hypnotized but he was probably like mm, you guys are bad actors yeah, these yeah. ones are better because yeah. like nothing happened mm-hmm. i don't know about this hypnotized thing well, i've
3: never, never been
1: maybe you have to be a certain person but uh, hmm. I don't know. Anyways, it did absolutely nothing. And they were like, "Okay, bye queers, go back into the line with yeah, your fucking yeah. mom." And um we got inside and then um in between commercial breaks, they have dance competitions to keep the the crowd hyped mm-hmm. and Matt my brother won a dance competition what? and he made Ellen laugh <gasps> while he was dancing. Cause he was like, kept like getting on the ground and twerking and was like doing crazy shit. And he won an Ellen t-shirt.
3: Wow.
1: Ellen was not very happy. No. Um, yeah. That was the only time I saw her smile. Like as soon as it would be like okay we're going to commercial, I'd be like, mm. <laughs> she'd be like, people would be like wanting to look at her, and she'd be like, fuck, like she uh, almost was waiting for a cigarette to come out just to be like,
3: yeah,
1: fuck the show, yeah, like, day after day, wow, yeah, she was not in a very nice. That's space. annoying. That's
3: like kind of takes it out of it for a bit.
1: It did, but it was also very realistic. Like at the time, I was like, ooh, that felt disappointing. Mm-hmm. You want her to be what you think, yeah. but then like. Yeah, we put all of these people in like these like what we think they are. Mm. And this is a woman who has daily things. She's also been put on a fucking work or ass up mm-hmm. but has been put on a pedestal and has all yeah. this fame and she's like top of her game mm-hmm. she can be a cunt she wants to that's
3: true the first one i ever went to was the rosie o'donnell show
1: oh my god in new york
3: and i was in the audience and um you remember she would throw the kush balls of course i got one <gasps> but then years later i gave it to someone who wanted it more than me because i was like they were so excited and i was like hey, you can just have that um but i wow. should i should have kept it even though it would have been really not relevant anymore it would have been relevant now because you, i don't think anyone really remembers that show or talks about that show
1: you know where you could tell it
3: where. It, eBay. eBay. <laughs> and then the next one I went to was in New York again. Okay. Uh, a few years later I went to the David Letterman show.
1: Whoa. Yeah. With my
3: um with my ex, X ex, 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 John. Yeah. And um <laughs> we were there and you don't know who the guest is until you get there. And guess who the guest was? Who? Meryl Streep wait a minute. Yeah.
1: Why have you never told me that? Yeah, and it was
3: like, this was a long time ago. I think it was like her 50th birthday ish. Um, and yeah, so it was just amazing being in there. And Meryl Streep is like just a few feet away from you.
1: You're friends with Meryl Streep. Well,
3: that's pretty much what I'm saying. You're
1: friends with Meryl Streep. Yeah. You've lived a life.
3: And that's why I wanted to bring this up. <laughs>
1: Uh, if you want to tell I, all your talk show stories. <laughs> I think we should get to our guest now. Our guest today is a former Drag Race Canada contestant is part of the very popular drag performing trio Brat Pack. Ever heard of it? Yes. And once traveled barefoot in 30 below snowstorm for 3 hours for a man with a 3 inch cock? Ew. That's a lot of threes. Yeah. It's Cynthia Kiss aka Daniel Finland.
2: Yeah. Hello. One for every inch. Oh my God. So tell us about
1: that. Like, why was the cock so worth it that you were also, why were you barefoot? Let's start from the beginning of this true story. Well, you
2: know, like, when you get going and there's like a blister, mm-hmm. you have to ask yourself: Is it going to be worse to have that blister, You feel the blister, or your feet go numb? And the dick, the dick was wide. Sometimes it's oh. all about girth. I'm a girth girl. Okay. Oh, she's. Okay. A- they yeah. used to call me the girth girl. <laughs> who did your parents?
1: No, that guy.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just that one man oh, who okay. had a big, large cock. Guy. Amazing. Well, this is so exciting that you joined us. Um, I heard that you grew up in a small town in Ontario called Peterborough. Yes. Quaint. Quaint as hell. That's the word. Quite quaint. Quaint. So what was that like growing up in a small town?
2: It's that classic like trope at this point. It feels like such a cliche to be like the small town gay with dreams and aspirations. It's like, (laughs) I'm going to get out of here and show you all one day that I'm fierce. Yes. And it's like this big funny joke now, especially just doing Canada's Drag Race. I felt like... I just turned 30 and I was like, you know what? I think I did a lot of the shit I thought I wanted to do as like a little kid. Like baby Daniel right now is so living like I'm literally <laughs> so a professional loving. drag queen. It's just like, what's what's fucking life? I don't know. I feel like um, I kind of turned the pandemic. I kind of owned it for what I wanted it to be. And yeah, I'm a little crazier on the other side side of things. But like, that's life.
1: Yeah, that's a huge like- fan
2: of this podcast, by the way. Oh, my God. go on.
1: Oh, oh my God.
2: When you literally, that time you were talking about your mother talking to the Alexa being like, Alexa, play. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. I literally <laughs> guffawed out loud I was in public and I was like Amy <laughs> you're making me laugh Amy it's literally my favorite it's you guys your chemistry everything Ryan you're just the cutest I love your stories about your reality TV thank you <laughs>
1: that is you're so adorable.
2: nice adorable
3: also Daniel you said like you, you know by 30 you were on Drag Race and now you've been on Poor Little Thing so check you that really box off.
1: yeah you probably always wanted to be on a celebrity podcast where the two hosts are very <laughs> very famous. popular famous celebrities <laughs> (laughs) In uh, worldwide.
2: Mm -hmm. No, seriously, I'm obsessed. Like, literally, I got like nervous before the call started. I was like, oh
1: my God, here we go. Oh my God, we can't even joke. This is real. No,
2: it's real. It's not a bit. It's not a bit. Tommy, Thank my manager, you. he's like, You're just gonna fangirl the whole time, aren't you? I'm like,
1: Yeah,
2: I am, because I love
1: them. I Aww. think they're brilliant. Well, the feeling is mutual, yes. honey. So this is gonna be fun.
2: Um, you mentioned that you were raised by a family of powerful women and gay men. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, totally. It's like if you go home for Christmas, it's just like a lot of personalities, very, very fierce group of now out and proud, like queer folk. Like, I wanna say, like, if we're gonna throw a stat, like, six of my seven cousins are queer oh my god you know my like dad is queer and then alongside that are just a lot of like like big feminine energies like my mom is just like this head bitch in charge like ceo type just like i don't know just like very on her shit and we're all just like very confident and like i don't know i don't want to say put together because we're really not like all families are crazy um but we just have this like this energy that i realized in retrospect that there's just like um a lot of, I have a lot of love for like feminine energy in my life. I think women rock and should rule the world. Oh, I get That's that. why I want to be one. Like when I literally do drag, I'm like, oh, I just feel like so powerful. Like this Sharon Stone meets Tina Fey energy. It's like, I can be pretty and funny. What?
1: Yes. <laughs> you want to be one. You are one.
2: Yeah. Right. Yes. Especially when I was younger. I used to get a lot of the questions of like people thinking I was like an AFAB queen or like, you know, you're like assigned female at birth and then you do drag. I don't get that question as much anymore. Um, I mean, you have broadened out a little of my shoulders because I was very petite.
0: Listen,
1: you are one of the most beautiful drag queens I've ever seen. I remember seeing you, I think for the first time, I remember seeing you for the first time at Junction, I think, and being like, uh... I
2: actually remember when it was because I'm such a fan. Was it Junction? It was XY, if I'm not mistaken. And I was doing a show right after you guys had done like a sketch night or something, like the room was turning over. And I think you two stayed out for a couple cocktails because why uh, not? Yeah, and I remember, I remember meeting you, Amy and you were very, you're very complimentary of my appearance.
1: Oh. <laughs> she was getting, she was getting, yeah, she was attracted. Right.
2: Well, you were getting like fresh. You're like, you're like too pretty. Like you, what the fuck?
1: You are, you are too pretty. <laughs> like There's it's incredible. There is a line that you should not be crossing and you are fucking crossing it. And that's why we brought you here today, actually. Mm-hmm. Tone yeah. it down. Yeah, turn it off. Turn it turn off. It down.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I have to say something too. You have six cousins that identify as LGBTQ yeah, something in the water, man. I have like what? twenty cousins, and I'm the only one. Well, and I'm, and my, in my grad class that I know of, and then another thing in my grad class, I think there was like 110, 120 of us. I'm the only known homosexual really no one no one like yeah yeah it's crazy so feel bad for me
1: are are your are your cousins all for did you guys all grow up in the same place or are they scattered about i'm kind of a scattered about
2: now but we always joke in retrospect that yeah it was this little trailblazer because for the longest time it was like not even a question if i was queer you just like heard me say one sentence and it's like oh that's probably a young gay boy whereas I felt like so then by proxy everyone seemed straight (laughs) like I just was (laughs) such a flaming mo that anyone in comparison is like well then who knows I just we just can't tell right so yeah Later in life, we've all kind of found ourselves. It's beautiful.
1: Your cousin's like, I'm gay too. Well, <laughs> yeah. you're not as gay as Daniel.
2: Yeah, you gotta oh, try harder. Nothing's cooler than getting on Canada's drag race. And oh. then your whole fa- like that, it was so special of for them course. to get to cheer me on like that. I was like, oh my
1: goodness. No. Yeah. Honey, it's called jealousy.
2: <laughs> Listen,
1: I get it. My whole family's hey. jealous of me. I get right? it. Yeah,
2: she does. What
1: was your initial reaction when you were selected? for drag race. So you, you applied and then what, do you like get an email? Do you get a piece of snail mail? What is, how does it work?
2: Yeah, they, they snail mail you (laughs) and, um, you know, you're on, you're just like waiting for months. No, uh, they do like a zoom call. Like they kind of faked me out with one final, interview patreon listeners i'm doing air quotes
1: oh my god thank, yes. thank you
2: thank you, she yes, knows. you know, it's so worth the four dollars a month
1: think about it oh my it
2: god i know um, <laughs> uh, you get a you get a zoom call and uh i thought it was one final interview so i kind of prepped for it and then on the screen they were like well we have one more thing to say and then they all four put up like little signs saying you're on season two and my body started like shaking i was oh like i god. have so much to do wow. <laughs> oh my god
1: did you have any idea that that was like maybe coming?
2: Yes, because I heard sort of like it was only minutes before the phone call where I was like, wait a second. This would be the perfect opportunity to surprise me. And right. then with Zoom, it's like recording in progress. Right. So I was like, mm, OK, we're recording this. <laughs> <laughs> Something's up. Mm, Something's she's smart. up. And I'm really cool and talented. <laughs> maybe I got this. There you go. Maybe you got me. No, yeah, I just. um. I kind of, I, but you never know. I'm kind of the whole experience, my audition process. I just never heard. No, where I was like, I don't know, like the odds of this actually happening. It's so funny. Like when I auditioned, I was so nervous to audition. And there was one night where I was actually like in my bed, like literally scared. And my boyfriend rubs my back and he's like, listen, babe, like why are you scared? you're probably not going to get this. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Um, like kind of just like made me think, uh, you know, just like not take it too seriously. I was yeah. like, you're right. Well, exactly. Like, why am I so like certain that this can happen? And it kind of like rejigged my my mindset auditioning where I just like, let's just do it. Let's just have fun. Yeah. And so the fact that I never heard no, I was like, okay. to this day, I'm like, are you sure? I feel like they're (laughs) going to find out and be like, oh, it was all a terrible mistake. No, was your boyfriend trying to be funny or just realistic? My boyfriend is incredibly logical like he he almost like errs on the side of it's like is everything okay let's get you checked out because yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. just like literally <laughs> so logical he's like it's probability like how many people audition like you never know mm-hmm. like if they're looking for you or not just like don't stress don't act like you've already got this weight on your shoulders he's good for me and yeah. like face value, you're like, that's rude, but it like, made me chuckle.
1: I like it though. I have to say, I like that. It doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't, it didn't turn me off to hear that your partner said that because yeah. I am, you I err it. on the side of like. Because I don't like to hype myself up. You're you're I feel like you speak for yourself, but I feel like as an outsider looking in on you, my boyfriend, this is my husband, that you are very good at being like positive, confident. And if it doesn't happen, okay, maybe you have a little feeling about it, but you move on.
3: Yeah, that's fair.
1: If I'm positive, confident and I think I'm going to get something and I like try that positive big talk and I don't get it. I'm like, the world is over.
2: (laughs) Get out of the way. She's coming. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So so it keeps you balanced.
1: Yeah. So I kind of, I do get that, but maybe that's unhealthy. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm learning a lot about myself right now. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm 100% <laughs> if that's right advice. Um, in yeah.
3: 2018, you left Brat Pack. We remember the video on Instagram. It's very emotional. Oh God, yeah. um, which was originally a five queen group. And then you came back together again in 2022
2: as a trio. How did yeah. that come to be? That came to be because, okay, so originally I moved to Vancouver for a corporate apparel design job. And at the same time, as I was moving here, I was like, what a cool way to meet people. I'm gonna try drag. And so both- Wait, 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 wait. Had, had you done drag before in Ontario? Loosely like, you know, all gays, like around Halloween. It's oh, like, okay, okay. I would almost equate it to like, maybe some of the drag that you do for like some of your characters. It's like mm-hmm. a lash and a wig. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the full, it wasn't the full, full fantasy. Like um, I definitely was gonna be,
1: Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST.
2: Like a new era, like a skill to learn, but I was like, let's try it. Um, so then I joined BratPack at the same time as I'm balancing like that corporate nine to five, which is way more than nine to five. Um, so it just was like burning the candle, both ends of the stick. And at one point I just... I couldn't commit to as much drag as Brat pack was demanding it was kind of like being part of a band mm-hmm. it's like well the band's going on tour the band has rehearsal it's like i don't want to disappoint the band you know it's like but i you need to look at your first self apparently it was more stable than like corporate fashion i thought that was going to be like my stable thing but they freaking fired me before the pandemic so I was like okay (laughs) so um so then the fact that all three of us got on the show at the same time has really solidified like a, a public perception of the Brat Pack now being the three of us
1: um it's so interesting to hear you talk about having that nine to five job though so like I know for me, I had a nine to five corporate gig for a very long time and I was trying to juggle our stuff too and acting at the same time and like hosting like everything. So it was like seven to five every day and then like lunch breaks or taking meeting calls, like sales calls, but really I was talking to him or, yeah. or someone else or my well, agent. I'd or come me. to
3: your office and we'd be editing a yeah. fucking short film <laughs> while she's working. That's and right. I'm like, is anyone walking by? No, keep going, keep going. I think we got like 21 yeah. minutes.
1: <laughs> I like worked in this office that was glass everywhere. So everybody saw everything, but I would like sneak him in and Mm. we might be like, Oh, so-and-so is at lunch. Okay. So-and-so is at lunch. Come, we'll edit this video quick. Okay. Go, 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 get get out out of here. You have to leave now.
3: (laughs) Sorry, but it's not done rendering. Get out of here.
1: But that, so for me, a whole bunch of things shifted within the company and um, I ended up getting let go. But the best part of that was that when you're one foot in one foot out in what you really want to do, it truly, it's too hard. You've, most of the time you can't do that. But Mm -hmm. when you are, I was forced. Luckily, I feel very thankful to the universe that I was like sort of forced to put two feet in and everything has taken off since then for personally for Mm me and um, for us to be able to like do what we're doing.
3: I guess I need score to fire me.
1: I'll get them to do that. I'll come in and cause it'll a scene. change your life. It'll change your life. I'm
3: down to two shifts.
1: But now that I've done, now that I've talked about myself, I honestly,
3: I've made about five million mojitos in my life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to hear about you. Every,
3: every one, you know, I'm just like here's another one, shaking another mojito. <laughs> How much mint did I put in this one? Oh, I've been doing this for a long time. You want a
1: blended margarita? We don't fucking have that.
3: We don't have blenders, cunt. Um,
1: (laughs) That's where you're at now.
3: Yeah, fuck. Um, You, Cynthia, Daniel, you recently went to DragCon. Oh my God, yes. Okay so much about this. What was that like? Um, And did you gag over any of the queens that you met and were any kind of cunty?
2: Um, I love all the questions. DragCon (laughs) was absolutely epic. DragCon was such a cool way to see the faces of the people who like watched me and my season, listened to my podcast are appreciators of the things I put out into the world. It's like, the faces of those people. So it was really cool to connect and also just to like learn the vibe, like almost what your fan base is like. It's like, okay, that's who this is. This is so beautiful. Um, The pink carpet walk at the beginning, like Mm -hmm. backstage, (laughs) this is no shade to drag con, but there was no organization. They basically just said like Queens to the back. We're going to start at 10. And so it was literally every queen from the franchise just without their teams kind of waiting around. And it was like a zoo, like literally everyone was just talking and, you know, having a great fun, but it's like, there was some sort of order we were supposed to get in, so, like, the crew was just like, Holland, Holland season two! like <laughs> Holland, <laughs> Canada, Can, where are you from? What, what season are you from? Stay still! Like, they're losing their mind. The queens are having a blast. I look over, fucking Alaska looks at me, she's like, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> this is so unorganized. What the fuck? Oh my God. Hi. And <laughs> she like knew who I was. She hugs me knowing it's Cynthia. I'm like, really? I- Alaska knows who I am. Like, I feel like a make a wish kid back there. Like, oh I'm just God. like, what is going on? And yeah, just to like walk out to these rushes of applause. It's just like, I tell you, I really, I, I just feel so fucking blessed. That's I have no so reason to cool. complain.
1: That's so cool. Wow.
2: And yet I complain all the time. It's white mm. privilege.
1: That's what were
3: are any less than you know, were, we're were any mean or cunty or
2: you you don't have to say. I um, right? was a
1: super cunt. Super cunt?
2: <sighs> okay. I'm trying to think. <laughs> it's pretty easy to not be that bad. Like in doses, mm-hmm. Oh, you know, Pangina was a little tired.
0: At <laughs> <her>. <laughs> That's
1: a nice way. That's she a nice didn't way. want
2: it. She didn't want a photo. I think at that point she was really done one day and it was like, Oh, come on. Like we just, Pangina, like, come on. She just was like, really, even in the photo, she was just, you know, a forced smile. You heard it here first. <laughs> Pangina's a cunt.
1: So you heard it here first is feuding. Cynthia and Pangina <laughs> are yep, feuding. We started it. Um, who has the best tuck in brat pack,
2: <laughs> oh easy, yeah. Gia.
1: Yeah, why? Because it's small, she uses small. this
2: like um, gorilla. <laughs> Come on, I heard why? that why um, <laughs> she uses gorilla tape, which is like industrial, like boating, boating. tape, like. <laughs> Like, it's like for fiberglass of Boating. like a speed boat.
1: Boating tape. Oh, my Boating
2: God. Boating tape. Yes. It, it literally, it, um, it's wild. There are times even when she's tucked so, so fierce that she's like, yeah. Like she does this little like <laughs> knowing smile. I'm like, and there's the puss, the power of the puss. Doesn't it hurt when you rip off the tape? You know, with enough like condensation and the ecosystem down mm. there at the end of a night, it's actually not too bad.
1: Good. I wonder
3: if anyone's yeah. penis has ever fallen off because they tucked it for too long and then it just, they tuck out the tape and it just fell off because it died. That's
2: uh, a really good question. My peepee's definitely been a PLT. There's been times <laughs> at the end of a night where it's just like it untucks and it's like what do you mean we were there for so long? (laughs) And it literally sometimes gets like, it it gets like a different apex to it. I'm like, I'm so sorry for
3: our Patreon users. We just showed some photos of what uh, Uh, we are talking about. Um,
1: Daniel's (laughs) genitalia. Um, Okay. Well, thank you for answering that.
3: Um, So what's the future for Cynthia kiss and Brad Pack?
2: So the near future, that's like actually in the calendar, we're going to go on tour with our season. Um, season two sisters across Canada with Voss. We've got our Voss tour coming up. And then the trio, we're going to go to the East Coast. So if you have any East Coast listeners in Canada, we're hitting up um, Halifax, PEI, St. John's. We're really looking forward to that. And we really, really in some time or another want to make a song mm. and then have that be part of like the the zeitgeist of Brat Pack. Because yeah. I just feel like it's time, like the girl group energy. We need to like start coming up with our own um original content Mm -hmm. for music i just think that'd be so cool that would just be such a bucket list thing that's kind of left as far as like what i've achieved in my drag i'm coming to this funny point where i'm like got on drag race and i'm like that was like a big goal for a long time i'm like (laughs) now i gotta think of new goals Mm -hmm. i'm like shit i love this but yeah what's next it's kind of i'm kind of just uh going with the flow
3: well, Amy and I actually write music. So if you need help, we, we wrote such hits as Yolot, yes. um, Tiny Victories, yes. Middle-Aged Moms Having Fun on Their Phones. Yes. So if any of those kind of sound enticing, hit us up and maybe we'll help you guys out yeah. for cool. the right price.
1: For the right price. Oh,
2: oh of course. Of course. Of course.
1: Um, while you were on Canada's Drag Race, you really stepped your pussy up. You <laughs> write this one? Yeah, I did, honey. While you were on Canada's Drag Race, you really stepped your pussy up and showed the world what you can do. Yeah. Looking back, do you have any regrets, uh, you know, or anything you do differently if you had the chance to go again?
2: Oh, of course. Absolutely. Like, it's like you have to remember, Okay, when you're on set acting, you might you may. Do you get to see takes of like how you acted? Like, do they sometimes give you a playback or no?
1: Mm, Yeah. Once in a while. Once in a while. if They're like a friendly crew. And yeah, you've got. Yeah. Yeah. Because like there's those times where I just wanted to be like, can I just like
2: see what it looked like on camera? Like so much of what I did, it's like in a vacuum that um those viewing parties were so stressful. I was like, I don't know how it's going to look. I don't remember what I said. Yeah. Uh, I think when I was getting ready for this show, it was in the peak of the pandemic. I had seen so few people. I'd been so disconnected that I think it reflected in my package for the show. Like there were these times where it was like, what are the kids doing? You know, what are the, what are the trends? Like I do love looking around um, in the community and beyond. Like I just felt a little disconnected. You know what I mean? I think I had watched more Netflix than actually like gone to a drag show in two years so just the odd time when i was like when i look back at what i brought i'm very proud of my partner and i but um i would have expanded my network of support because i think um at the time i just was like i don't know i wasn't thinking i wasn't thinking straight like i just was like oh no one can know like the nda sounded so scary Mm -hmm. that i was like i can't tell anyone (laughs) and i wanted it to be a secret from gia and kendall so i was being um like hyper secretive whereas i think that um Next time around, if or when they ask, mm-hmm. I will, I will just like literally reach out to everyone from Vancouver and beyond just to like have that glow up because yes. that's easy. Wearing nicer clothes. Easy. You dressed up as Canadian icon Jeannie Becker. That was pretty amazing. Did you ever hear from her after the show? Like, yes, Ooh. we were really chatting. I've actually met Jeannie a couple of times in Toronto through like a few like fashion parties. Um and she's just very very down to earth and very cool and was just so complimentary and flattered that i paid homage to her like that on the show it was one of the the briefs i got for the show and i had like the instant thought i was like genie like if i can somehow pay homage to uh, canadian television it's just like genie carved out this lane for me in my life that i did not see possible um i just grew up right before the internet would have been like it was in my house but I think I wouldn't have known to like look up a brand like Chanel or Dolce & Gabbana or see these fashion shows like I was exposed to through Jeannie. She mm-hmm. kind of changed my life.
1: OK, now it's time for PLT. Stories. Thank you. <laughs> OK, um, I'm going to go first. Yeah. So I was I, I got cast in a commercial. And, um, I was very excited for this particular commercial. I didn't think I was going to get it again. You know, we talked about telling yourself you're not going to get it. So if I got it, I'd be really excited. Mm -hmm. Well, when I got the word that I got it, although when my agent called me, I picked it up and I was like, hello. She was like, Hey. And I was like, Hey, how's it going? She's like, good. And I was like, Oh, she's like, it's about the commercial. I'm like, Oh, you're calling to say I didn't get it. That's odd. And she was like, no, you got it. (gasps)
3: okay the uh, excitement
1: yay yeah. anyways so then I, so that was great then i got excited they send me uh they say there's a new script so i'm like okay the first script was really hard it was really wordy it was like you know sometimes people can write certain things and when you they look good on paper but when you try and say them in a flow and like to camera it's really difficult and a lot of times writers don't really understand that there's no like
2: yeah.
1: they don't get the other side so anyways they said the new script is coming i'm like okay great a couple days go by I'm waiting for the new script. They don't send it. I'm asking my agent, hey, could you please send it? I really need to like learn the new script. Lines aren't super easy for me, especially these wordy ones. Days go by now. We're two days out before the commercial. I'm like, hello. Finally, they send something. I'm like, okay, fuck. It's totally different. I'm like, oh my God, I'm panicking. It's like even wordier. I'm panicking, panicking. Next day, I'm like, okay, I think I got it. It's the Sunday before the Monday that we shoot. I'm like, okay, I I think I got the lines. Like, I'll just try my best. I they send a new script that night, Sunday night, a brand new fucking script. No. Yes. I'm like like it's similar, but there's like a lot that that has changed. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, fuck me. Like, what is this? I'm like, just don't panic, just don't panic. I get there the next day. I have a 7 a.m. call. I park my car. I got my cup of Joe. You know, she Mm, has her set bag. She has her set. She's got her toothpaste in there. (laughs) And I sit in my little tent. I have this, like, sometimes they give you this, like, little tent with, like, a heating thing. And I'm, like, sitting there by myself because it's just me and this other, like, celebrity in the commercial. You did get a trailer? No, I didn't get a trailer. No, Mm. on commercial. Do you get trailers? Do you get trailers on commercials? Of course. No, you don't. (laughs) You fucking bitch. I need to go back to Dylan. Um, So anyways, I'm sitting in my little tent waiting with my big, my own set coat and my like little bag. And I'm just waiting with my Joe. No one's talked to me yet at all. No one has acknowledged me. I'm like, okay, this guy walks past and I shit you not. He has this script in his hand. He drops it on my lap and keeps walking. And I was like, Oh. oh, good morning. Good morning. And I was like, thank you. It's a new fucking script. Again. no, Again. I am on set. It's new. I am full panic. <sighs> I get changed. I get my makeup done. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I don't like, um, you know, sometimes it's kind of awkward to meet. Everybody's meeting each other for the first time. And I'm like, I'm like, I can't really talk because I have to like learn this. <laughs> And they're trying
2: to say hi to you. And you're like, shut yeah, up, shut yeah, up, bitch. Shut up. Fuck,
1: I'm freaking out. <laughs> Don't talk to me. So then makeup artist says, uh, I heard that they're filming him first, the other person that was in the commercial first. And so you'll have time to like, look at your script. They won't film you till later. So I'm like, okay, cool. And it was freezing. It was freezing cold. Anyhow, we're shooting with the the other gentleman in the commercial and they're using me to talk because we're supposed to be talking back and forth to each other, but we're in different rooms. Like we're talking over the phone. Oh, cool. So I don't have to be in the shot with him. I can just sort of feed him lines. But while I'm doing that, I can't really learn the script because I'm like trying to feed him and blah, blah, blah. Anyways, then we get to the end of the night. There is literally 30 minutes left of shot time. And the clients from LA are on Skype and they're very interesting. (laughs) And I could hear them. They were like on a speaker. Like they didn't have, nobody had like earbuds relaying. People want to go home. And now it's my turn. (laughs) So I go into shot, I'm full panicking. I'm like, I have to nail this because we only have 30 minutes left and they're mad and everyone hates their lives. I start going, I though it's very apparent how wordy it is. So then I get here, LA on the laptop saying, hey, we need to change, the we're flying in new lines. It doesn't sound right.
2: You're like, when will the final script be and done? Also,
1: I can't do this. Yeah. This is so much pressure, and I'm like, I can't even do the script you gave me this morning. So then they fly in new lines. He's like, yeah, we're just gonna. The director was very nice, and he was like, very like, I know this is crazy, but like, just you know, do your best. But like, your best mm-hmm. is you have to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god, I
0: can't
1: do <laughs> I this. Good. And then. I keep trying to fucking nail the lines. And when I finally did, it was like, I ca- I'd never screwed up so much before on set period. I couldn't believe it. It was so defeating. And when I finally got it, everyone cheered. And then I went home.
0: <laughs> <A pig's>. <laughs> <laughs> then
3: I went home and I got in a huge car accident <laughs> and my car went over the Portman bridge yeah. and I swam to shore. And then I got yeah. attacked by a bunch of rats. <laughs> Amy is... A, a PLT. PLT Good job <laughs> Thank
1: you oh Thank
3: my you. God. Thanks Thanks
1: for listening Sorry all right.
3: Um. Alright I'm out So I'm gonna say About 10-11 years ago There was this Stoli bartending competition that, that went all over North America Came to Vancouver They had trouble Finding people to enter it So I'm like You know what Hey I'm a bartender I'll enter this competition You had to come up With a drink Which I kind of Just kind of stole From one of my works And just like You know Changed it a little bit To make it original And then it was All about the performance So that's something That hey Maybe I'm okay at So I kind of did A big huge You know While making. Can it dance into a song, blah, blah, blah. Sure enough, I win. So they fly me down to um, Palm Springs and all the other winners from around North America. And uh, I tied for first. It was so much fun. And then because of that, every following year when I come to Vancouver, I would either get to be a judge or the host of the competition. So now I want to say maybe we're going like five years later and I have this boyfriend who is also a bartender. And I'm like, hey, you should enter this competition. No one ever enters it. Your odds are already like 25% of winning once you get in. But I'm like, oh my God, we can't tell anyone that we're dating. because I'm a judge this year, and if they know, you have no chance. So we go there, and he did deserve to win, I will say, and he did, and it was so great. We got a trip to Florida. So we go to Florida, and the first time, we get there a night before everyone else because we came from Vancouver, which was like one of the furthest places, and there's this guy who works for Stoli that I know from all the years of uh, helping out with the competition, and I'm like, you know what? I feel like it's the right thing to do just to be straight up and and tell him. So we're oh having no. drinks and there's like, you know, four or five of us from like the Stoli team and me and my, my boyfriend at the time. And I go up to him and I'm like, Hey Sky, um, I have to tell you something, James and I, like, I know it's kind of random. We're here together, but we're actually boyfriends. And he was like, that's not good. Were you, were you <laughs> boyfriends when the competition happened in Vancouver? And I was like, yeah, but like, we didn't say anything, anything to anybody. Cause I, I thought it, his chances would be, you know, like over right away. We were just trying to do it fair. And he's like, you know how bad this looks, don't you? And I was like, uh, and then I started, okay, I don't like to get too confrontational, but the fire within me started to burn. And maybe I was a couple of vodka sodas in. And then we kind of got in a, not a yelling fight and there's nothing, nothing physical, but we got to a point where like people had to come and kind of like pull us away from each other yeah. and be like, Hey, don't worry about it. <laughs> you need to calm down. Stop it. Shut up. <laughs> you don't, don't do this here. That's how my ex sounds. No, both, he was like, he was both like, if you were like, fuck you,
1: bitch. Fuck, fuck you,
4: fuck you,
3: yeah, <laughs> I was kind of like then maybe, you know, I admit it was not totally fair, but I will stand by ground. He won fair and square without anything to do with me. Um, But then um so then there's a huge competition down there with all the winners and he was like uh, eliminated first round. I think they were like, yeah, he has, he has no chance. He can't win. They oh. cheated. Um, But we got a free trip to Florida. Yeah. A joke's on yeah. But anyway, um I don't know who the PLT is here. They are. They are, right? Yes. Yeah. Because like, also, this is a vodka bartending competition. Chill the fuck out. You know, we're just a bunch of gays. And I've been supporting you and I've been hosting your fucking things for years.
1: (sighs) Okay, I want to talk about this for a second. I get that it's like, okay, maybe like, oh, I don't want people to think this. Mm -hmm. But hey, there were were you a judge or a host?
3: I was a judge that year.
1: Oh, sorry. Take it back. <laughs>
0: no, it, doesn't look, it PLT. doesn't look good. It not look good.
2: So maybe I'm the PLT. <laughs> yeah. You are. It's you or your boyfriend. Yeah. I can't decide. That was who I was giving it to. But you're just so adorably earnest. You're like, hey, I got to admit this. Yeah. yeah. And then they're just pissed. Yeah. Just yeah. pissed. Oh, I'm so i I got to learn to lie better. Yeah. I was just going to say, sometimes you have to wear the lie. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, it's so hard though sometimes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I was if you had me going. Yeah. I thought that man was a PLT, but you're the fucking uh, PLT. PLT. But again,
3: free trip to, to Florida. So that was fun. I don't think things through. <laughs> all right. If there's anything we've learned. Okay. But I I, I think I have a heart of gold and I, I'm just... I'm trying my best. He's just trying his best yeah. out in the world. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, you're a fucking pilt. But yeah. um, I'd like to hear from Lil Miss Synth, please. Yes,
2: baby. Come on. Pilt vibes. Pilt vibes. Okay. So we talked about it earlier. Um, Me moving to Vancouver. It was like 2015. I just started drag and I win this drag competition. Basically, I then go from never doing drag to having a weekly show at the Junction on Thursdays. How? And I was like, okay, I, I, what am I going to wear? What am I going to wear every week? I just like bag borrowed and stealed for a long time. I was just, was like kind of, you know, just wearing my sister's clothes. And then I would just smoke weed at night and then go on eBay <laughs> and like buy these things. They would come in the mail, like as I had my weekly shows. And one week this like hieroglyphic little green bikini came in and I was like, oh, this is so beautiful. This is so like sexy. This is very Brat Pack. Um, but my tuck This is a very different kind of costume than I'm accustomed to. Up until that point, I was in more your like dresses, jumpsuits, a little more off the body. A bikini is definitely that first kind of silhouette where you're like, you really want to make sure everything is concealed the way it should be. And my tuck was, you know, it was like admirable. I think my tuck was like, you know, <laughs> it, it, you know it showed up. Mm-hmm. They, they got the participation ribbon. <laughs> and but it, with this bikini, I was like, OK, I don't know. Like I tried it on and I was like, oh, OK, you can see this part. I need to move this over. And so I start researching as all baby queens do asking around. And I see this interview with Detox. And she was just on All Stars 2 at the time where she's wearing this patent rubber jumpsuit where her tuck was immaculate absolutely immaculate i was like that that's what i that's what i want to look like that's 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 the tuck right there Mm -hmm. and i had heard that she uses a piece of like plastic like a cd to literally like keep the tuck back she somehow slips that in between gaff underwear costume and i was like well i want to I want to look like Detonx. <laughs> like, yeah. I, okay. What can, what can I use? I didn't have any CDs. It was 2015. So I look around, I have a Starbucks gift card <laughs> <laughs> and I measure it. And you know, when like um, women's like inseam is referred to as their box, yes. you know what I mean? Like yes. that little spot, that gap, that ridiculous, um, inhumane standard of women's bodies i wanted to create my box so i was like okay it's it's a little i had to trim my starbucks gift card um i'd already used all the money don't worry no fun to waste. <laughs> and so i cut it and i'm like standing there and i'm like it actually did the trick the the plastic itself held it back and i was like okay maybe i'm not a plt <laughs> <laughs> and then we're backstage. It's the junction. The show's going. It's the it's the closing number when this bikini was part of it. And I was like, yeah, we got this. We got we got the gift card. Like, it's all good. Like, just slipped it in there before the number. And we get it on stage. And I'm sure you guys can relate to this, like with live performances. I was still too green to, like, read my audience reactions. Like, I couldn't tell if something was going great. Right. Or something was going awful. And I was I was doing my little dance and I was going around and I must have been just moving moving my hips side to side a little bit too much because um one of my two testicles just uh <laughs> popped out and said, Hey, I want some Starbucks. Oh and my god, literally, I'm like, hang on, oh god, hang on, I look, I look, look down, and I'm like, oh, a little bit of bubblegum. And then I cross my leg and do that. I kind of got a pee dance, dance yeah. for the rest of the number because <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> I was um, showing way too much of Daniel when I was. Did to see some Cynthia. Did some people see your testicle? One of them, yeah. Whoa! Oh my God, I wish I was at that show. Also,
1: there's a very clear PLT in this story, and Daniel, you are a PLT. PLT. Okay, we are into our final part.
3: We end every episode with a question. Today's question is: Would you rather eat shit
2: or roll around in fire ants?
1: Guest honors.
2: So I have a question. When you say eat shit, do you mean trip like the slang? Oh, I ate shit, or do you mean truly eat fecal matter? Great question. Put poo in my mouth.
1: Great question. Put poo in your mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's not trip or have or roll around. Okay, it's Mm. eating poo, Mm -hmm. and you don't Uh, know whose poo it is. Consistency of the shit. Uh, it's like it's a it's together.
2: Okay, it's solid. Yeah. And fire ants, Amy. You, you have to tell me they're they kind of, bite, they you. bite you. They yeah, bite okay. you. How long am I fire anting about? Uh,
1: you're you're rolling in fire ants for three full minutes, and you have a tank top and shorts on. <laughs> but your legs I are there. Bare-
2: I say fire ants because I I know I'm not going to finish that shit in three minutes. So I feel like I would I would I would endure and you almost like I might pass out. Yeah. Like there maybe is the chance I'd pass out whereas with the with the shit I don't think I'd pass out. I would literally just keep like torturously eating mm-hmm. that and be like no you're done when you're done. Yes. You're done when you're done. Yeah. Whereas with the ants <laughs> you're timing it. Yeah. You're <laughs> done
1: when you're hey. done.
2: You finish your plate yeah. and then you're... Not. Oh my God. <laughs>
1: Okay, good answer, Brian.
2: Um, Yeah, I, I do fire
3: ants too. I, I, could, I could never eat poo.
1: I would eat shit. Oh my
3: God, oh, no. Are
1: you serious? These fire ants are biting you. They're going up your butt, under your armpits, in your holes, in your ears, and they're biting all over your body. And then they get stuck in your shorts and your shirt and in your underwear and you can't get them off. And then days later you find them, they're still biting you like in your sleep.
3: But at least you didn't eat shit. What do you mean... <laughs> What do you mean? I would pass out. Well, you know, maybe I should eat because I think I would probably pass out (laughs) in the first second. I would be so like nauseous and grossed out that like just the smell and the texture in my mouth, I would just, I would start vomiting. I'd probably vomit out all my internal organs.
1: Here's the thing. I would plug my nose first oh. of all, I can plug my nose right now without even touching it because I could do it with my tug. Right. Okay. So the back of my tug and plugging my nose part, I don't smell anything right now. And then I would just close my eyes and eat the shit. And I'd be like, this is a um, soft serve for McDonald's mm. or like a Sunday.
3: Oh, see, even thinking about it, it's so gross though. <laughs> <laughs> the way
2: your eyes are like a Sunday it's a Sunday oh, all, right. all right
1: you you picked ants up your ass yeah I'm fine with that yeah. oh my god yeah. all right yeah. well that
2: brings us to the end of the episode this has been such a cool uh, this is such a fun time I love you too seriously Aww. like just know anytime I'm stoning a costume or doing my dishes I'm listening to Ryan and Amy that's Aww. so nice thank
1: you so much
3: we're happy to make dreams come true aren't we Amy yes we
1: are no I mean I didn't yeah. say dreams nope, you no you yeah, did no you did earlier you did yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Cynthia where can people find you on socials At Cynthia Kiss And um,
2: yeah climb my link tree All my little branches buy my merch mm. um, Ticket links All that fun stuff um, all summer long I'm gay as gay can be So yeah <laughs> come find me Well
1: and we heard you have a gay ass podcast as well Oh
2: yo, yeah 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 that's the name gay ass po- <laughs> No, It is, um, it is Semi qualified queens with Juice Fox from season one of Canada's Drag Race. We're currently covering all stars, um, all winners, season seven.
1: All right, Cynthia, kiss everybody. everybody
2: thank, you thank
1: you, girl. Thanks for tuning in to Poor Little Thing, the podcast. We love you. And if you love us, please don't forget to like, rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Ryan and Amy Show. If you want to see exclusive content and extra goodies, join our Patreon and strap in because It gets wet and wild. (laughs) (laughs) And as we always say, you You poor poor little thing. thing.